Have you ever dreamed of becoming an interior designer? You don't want to go back to university, you don't want to work for a large firm, but you just don't know how to get started. You want flexibility, you want to pursue your passion, and you want to make income. Well, you should definitely check out the Uploft Interior Design Academy. It's my proprietary program that I've used internally for years and have made available to the public. Not only do you get video modules that you can take at your own pace, but you also get one-on-one coaching sessions with me, group coaching sessions with our Facebook group of Academy students, and so much more. If you're interested, Get more information and sign up for an exploratory call with me at affordableinteriordesign.com slash academy. Once again, that's affordableinteriordesign.com slash academy. It's time to start living the life of your dreams. high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer this is affordable interior design the podcast here's your host betsy hellman Now that we are at the tail end of February, I am almost giddy with excitement. I can feel, taste, smell spring in the air. Is anyone else getting really pumped? Because I know I know coronavirus will still be upon us. I know the new strains, all the things, the reactions to the vaccine, even though sign me up when it's my turn, my arm is raised and ready. But there's a lot going on. And I know that's not going to go away just when the season changes. But this season has got to change. It has been filled with snow and cold and isolation and It makes me feel even more trapped in my beautiful cage, this home in Westchester, which I love, but I'm a little over it now. And the other night at dinner, we were talking about where we'd want to go on vacation uh, the minute COVID is over. Like, where are we going? My answer to that is not where am I going? It's where am I not going? I will be going everywhere, doing everything. I want to travel for a year. So if you hear me say on this podcast that I'll be taking a year sabbatical, you know what I will be doing. I'll be trading in this house for an RV and just getting the hell out of Dodge. I need some new scenery. I need some new inspiration. But really, maybe that RV thing's not working out because I need Europe. Does anybody else feel that? That like... Even the confines of the United States are just not far away enough. I need another continent. I'm fine with South America, Europe, Asia. No Antarctica, please. I am cold enough as it is. All right, guys. I'm very excited to dig into the old mailbag today. I'm as hopeful for your letters as I am for spring. Did that that inspire you at all? Okay. Uh, Speaking of inspiring you, remember, we have that show me the love competition going on right now. So 
If you go over to podcasts, either the app on your phone or if you go online to Apple Podcasts and put in Affordable Interior Design, give us a five-star review anytime between February 14th and March 14th. Then I will be selecting two people who did that to win the value pack, which is my trio of three online classes as well as a signed copy of my book. It's a $99 value for two people who take two minutes, quite literally, and go to this site and leave us a five-star review. It really does make a big difference. It really helps our podcast to get more visibility. And we could all use a boost this time of year, right? I know I could personally, but also this will be the nice professional boost that I need. So please go over there, write a five-star review. We will be picking at random two winners, and I can't wait to announce them on or around March 14th, which happens to be my son's birthday. So there we go. All right, without further ado, let me dig into this mailbag. We've got questions for days. All right, my first question comes from Kara. Kara writes, hello, Betsy. I'm wondering about some business advice. I've recently started a business decorating vacation rental properties. Not many people have shown interest in my offerings, not even with a complimentary beta testing. Some things I'm doing to get known include Instagramming two to three times weekly, active and generous participation in Facebook vacation rental groups, blogging two to three times a month, and putting pictures of projects that I've done on my website. In polling vacation renters, I see two main issues leading to the lack of clients for me. Number one, many don't understand how they can make more money with great decorating, and they're satisfied with their lackluster decor. Two, Perhaps my offerings aren't of interest. Maybe I should consider creating a course, maybe an ebook, so that owners can learn for themselves. Any business advice for next steps I could take would be very helpful. Thank you, Kara. P.S. How are you and your family? Is school okay for your kids? I hope all is well. Thank you so much for sharing your amazing knowledge. Your podcast is the best. You know what? Just to answer that last question first, Kara, thank you for asking about me. We all know that Wintertime is not my best time, so I'm muddling through somehow. Um, But I've got lots of exciting stuff with my business. Your business question kind of lights up that part of my brain. And so I really take this opportunity when everything is so cold and I don't want to be outside to kick it into overdrive with my hustle. So I'm working on lots of exciting new things that I can't wait to share with you very, very soon. My kiddos are amazingly well-adjusted. Like, They've been through hell and back with remote learning, not seeing their friends, having to hang out with mom and dad exclusively, being trapped in the confines of our house for literally days, weeks, months at a time. Uh, We are a very conservative household, which means our kids do not go to school. They do remote learning, even though they could go to school. It means that we order groceries and we don't go out. We haven't been to restaurants. They're not allowed to go to playgrounds. We even took our kids out to go sledding and the hill had 10 kids on it, some of whom didn't have masks. We can't play there. We had to walk all the way home. So they have just an amazing spirit, uh, even in the face of all this adversity. They're eight years old and nine years old, which I think is very helpful because they're easily entertained. They're easily incentivized with candy and they still like to hang out with mom and dad. So the idea of spending all day watching movies with us, cuddling, playing board games 
is still really exciting for them. I do feel fortunate in that way because they're also old enough to be somewhat self-sufficient. So they don't need us to be around all the time. But um, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. I bet a lot of you can relate to what I just said. And I am sorry for all that we're going through. And of course, a lot of people have it much, 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 much worse. So it's also been that kind of introspective, melancholy time. But one thing it has taught me, and I hope it has taught you too, Kara, is that home is more important than ever. Whether it's feeling at home when you go on vacation and really getting that respite and that escape, or whether it's knowing that home is your safe space and hunkering down and making it truly beautiful, making it truly a sanctuary, having that Zoom background look on point so you're professional no matter where you are. I just think that in times of crisis, whether it's a financial crisis or a pandemic or whatever, home just becomes more important than ever. And I also think interior design as an industry becomes more important than ever. So I am tapped into my mission, tapped into my calling, and am driving my business bus from that point of view, that we are making a difference. We are changing people's lives. People need us. People are trapped in homes that they don't like. Not okay. All right, pivoting to you. I love all that you have tried. I loved that you sunk your heart and soul into this endeavor. One issue I have with this is that if you think about the number of people who do Airbnb or VRBO, owners who put their spaces up, it's not a huge percentage of the world, right? It is a large percentage, but not a huge percentage, right? And if you imagine that at most you will reach 5% of those people, It's a pretty small pool. Now, I don't know how much you need to make per month, per year, but you've niched down in a beautiful way. But when you find that niche is unresponsive to your offerings, it's time to pivot. Don't beat a dead horse, right? So people are telling you, and what I find with a lot of our clients who want us to design Airbnbs, which is truly a small fraction of our work, maybe 2%, that they don't want to spend very much, right? That this stuff is going to get destroyed. It's going to be ruined by the guests who come. They're not going to, as owners, be able to take advantage of very much of the stuff. When they are able to take advantage, they, you know, will maybe bring in their own stuff to make it feel cozier. Also, I want to be cognizant of something that I just learned recently is that on these websites now, even though you can have pillows and things in the pictures, When somebody actually comes due to COVID, you have to remove a lot of those decorative items to stay within the parameters of the new regulations. So owners are having a harder time than ever deciding to invest in those items because they know once the renter actually gets there, all that stuff is going to be shoved in a closet that's locked. So that way it's not contaminated and that way they're following the new regulations. I think it's somewhat of an uphill battle also. That industry has been so hard hit right now. People are just not vacationing. Uh, They haven't been for about a year, not in a large scale way, right? I went to two Airbnbs over this pandemic, but I've been traveling much less than I normally would. Normally, I would take at least eight to 10 trips a year, be it business and pleasure. This past year, I only took two during COVID. So I also think the demand is just not there. 
People are having to lower the rates in order to incentivize people to come. They're having to get rid of all the accessories in order to stay within codes. And they're just not seeing the value. They just aren't seeing the recoup on their investment and they're not willing to sink more money in. That is what is key about creating a business is that you're listening, which I love. I see you doing that in your email. You're listening to what people are asking for, but then you need to pivot. Brooke Shields had this amazing saying. I don't know where I read her or saw it, even though I have read her autobiography. But she said, go where the water is warm. And I couldn't agree more. Go with what's working. Be nimble and quick. Quick anecdote, before COVID, virtual interior design packages were 5% of our portfolio. They were 5% of what we did. So when COVID hit and everything was in lockdown in our area, I just became like a turtle. I put my head in my shell and said, you know what? I'm not going to start advertising a new service in the height of COVID. I'm just going to wait and weather the storm and come out of my shell when this is all over. Well, that's not the way it worked out for us. People were calling. People were saying, Betsy, we still want your services. Can we work virtually? Luckily, we already had virtual packages. It wasn't pulling something out of thin air, but they just weren't our bread and butter. We had to figure out a way to make them 100% of our offerings. And even now it's 40%. I am so grateful to COVID for that one aspect, not for most aspects, but for that aspect, because it opened my eyes to new opportunities when I sort of had blinders on. And now our virtual packages, as I said, are 40% of our sales. And I only see that number growing. I think you should look at this lack of response, Kara, as an opportunity, an opportunity to go where the water is warm. You've been joining these Facebook groups. I love it. Why don't you join some interior design Facebook groups for designers or join some DIY Facebook groups? See what people are talking about. See what challenges they're having. Maybe join some real estate Facebook groups so you can get a sense of the current home trends and where you might fit in the market because just because it's popular or just because people are asking for it doesn't mean you should offer it. It also has to align with your personal vision, your personal mission for your business. And the mission should not just be to make money. There needs to be something deeper there. My business mission is to make interior design accessible. Can everyone afford my services? Unfortunately, not. That's why I have a podcast with free advice. That's why I have online classes with really affordable advice. That's why I have a book, right? That's under $20. That's chock full of my best tips. So find your mission with your business and then see what opportunities align with that idea. I think you're going to feel a patch of warm water And I want you to swim over there with a quickness and enjoy every lucrative moment. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Are you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, 
there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. The next question comes from Kristen. Kristen writes, hi Betsy, I sent you another email with questions about our dining room. I am a VIP listener from Germany. This time I have some questions about our living room. My husband and I moved into a house we purchased about a year ago. Before that we had renters, so this was very exciting for us. While we, well I, have loved the decorating process, we made a ton of mistakes along the way. For instance, one of the first rooms we decorated was our living room. Besides being novices, we got super excited and we purchased a big comfy sofa and a 75-inch television. Now we realize we made one of the oldest mistakes in the book and we purchased a chaise end on the wrong side of the sofa. Likewise, we chose to center the television on the wall rather than on the sofa. I'm not sure if you can tell, but our room is oddly shaped. It has two diagonal walls. One very small wall by the window and one larger wall by the door leading out to the deck. The other corner is a 90 degree angle and a portion of the room opens up to the dining room. From a functional perspective, the room works fine. Most people we have over are good friends and family, and they're fine with being cozy. It's very comfortable. However, the more I learn about interior design, I wonder, should I just bite the bullet and buy a new sofa or start all over with the layout? From a designer's perspective, what elements would you change? Is it okay to be asymmetrical and a little bit off? Here is a link to the photos. Thank you so much for your wonderful podcast, XOXO, Kristen. Kristen, you are most welcome. So I'm checking out your living room here. Yes, the angled walls are interesting and they do pose a challenge, but they're small. They're not too big. So I don't really notice that they're an obstructive element in the room. The other trick here is that you have two focal points. You have a wood-burning stove, which might be visually compelling in terms of looking at something that's so cozy and evocative of warmth. Um, you know, I can't really tell from this perspective that the TV is off-center. It doesn't really bother me. The thing is, the TV is on the longest unbroken wall, and that's not typically the way I roll. Typically, I put the TV on, you know, a wall that's opposite the sofa. And the sofa, the biggest piece of furniture in the room, would be anchored on the longest unbroken wall. Now, when I'm providing feedback, I the one thing I don't give 
are new layouts, right? Unless something just hits me over the head. Because I have this process called the master layout system. And I do my due diligence every single time. It's a little bit in depth. And it's only for people who really want to be designers because it's very comprehensive. But it is the way that I create a layout every gosh darn time. It takes about 10 minutes. But the gist of it is that you need to try every possible option before locking in. And I don't feel you've done that. I feel like you have jumped to some pretty large conclusions and you have some pretty large pieces. So it's hard to unring that bell. People who are interested in learning more about my master layout system can sign up to talk to me about the academy. Just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash academy. But like I said, it's only for somebody who wants to be an interior designer. It's really quite thorough and leaves no stone unturned. For you, I just want to consider Is there any other place to put this sofa? The answer may be no, right? Maybe that wall that the TV's on just won't work because the TV is so large that it can't fit on the opposite wall that has the windows, the angled wall, the door to the patio. The other thing I like about the sofa where it is, is that it looks like it kind of opens up to the dining room. So while I'm sitting on this large chaise sofa, I can easily talk to someone who's at the table working on their laptop or having a meal. Just off the bat, I think that we need to give that wall that has the TV a little bit more work to do. You know, it does appear that the TV is off-center, but not drastically. That's kind of what's bothering me, right? Is it's just slightly off-center, maybe a foot? Um, What I would do is instead of centering this elongated console under the TV, I might left-hand justify it so that the TV and the console start on the same line. Now, that does mean that the console is going to stick out conspicuously on the right-hand side, probably a good 18 inches past the TV. But you can easily put a really leafy plant there that will offset that technology energy. And then I'd put one of these blue wingback armchairs in the corner. I think that will help it to visually make sense as to why there's so much space left on this wall. It's to create a cozy seating area. I also think it could be fun, since you have two blue wingback chairs, in lieu of the piece of artwork that's on the wall by the window, I might do a bookcase, right? So that way you're creating kind of this reading nook between the two chairs. Because another problem I'm having with this room is that everything is on this low three foot high level. The sofa is about three feet high. Even the wingback chairs aren't excessively high. There's nothing tall. There's no floor lamps. There's no bookcases. There's no leaning mirrors. There's nothing. Not even the wood-burning stove is all that tall. So I think we really need something to help draw our eye up to give the space some undulation, some dynamic visual interest. Those are just my first instincts uh, when I look at this room. Also, maybe a little more color besides just the blue wingbacks. Maybe swapping out a couple pillows on the sofa to make it look a little bit fresher, a little bit more inviting. And maybe those pillows would have the blue as well as a couple of other colors because right now I'm really not seeing an inspiration piece. Nothing that has three Roy G. Biv colors or more. And that is bringing me down. It's adding to the drabness that I'm feeling when I look at this room. 
All right. Well, those are some words of wisdom from over here in the States. Thanks for being a premium member and thanks for writing in from Germany. All right, everyone. It has been such a pleasure talking with you again this week. There's lots more to dive into. But before I sign off this week, I want to remind you that I have the Show Me Some Love competition, write a review, win a value pack. I can't wait to pick out two names, but make sure you write that review between February 14th and March 14th, because that is the window of time from which I will be drawing two names to win that awesome $99 value prize. Guys, it has been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. Love talking to you. So keep me posted. Write in with your questions. Info at affordableinteriordesign.com. Stay warm and I'll be back with you next week. Bye. You've asked for it and we have answered the call. For years you've been saying, Betsy, You're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem, and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.